Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of How's We Manage. I'm your host, Maria Bianco, and in today's episode, we're going to explore the ups and downs of life's many, many transitions and learn how to move forward in the midst of change. Over the past few years, we have all experienced an extraordinary amount of change, and it feels like the world around us has been in a constant state of flux, which can be super overwhelming. In fact, some of us, myself included, are probably experiencing something called change fatigue, which is a state of mental and emotional exhaustion that arises from an extended period of dealing with significant change. Sounds about right. We've experienced a lot of change in the last few years, and in previous podcast episodes, we've talked about change and shifting our mindset during trying times, but today we're here to talk about the feelings and emotions that accompany change. But we're also here to share a few ways that we've been able to find some internal strength and stay motivated in the face of uncertainty. And a lot of this has to do with staying grounded in your purpose understanding your why, or rediscovering these things if you feel that you've lost sight of them. But to start, I want to introduce you to a model that can help us understand, and at least it's helped me understand, the emotional journey that we all go through during times of change. Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross developed what's called the change curve model, which outlines the different stages of emotions and feelings that we often experience as we adapt to change. So the model consists of four main stages, status quo, disruption, exploration, and rebuilding. If you've taken our training course, Navigating Change, these stages might sound familiar to you, but they may also sound familiar for a different reason because this model was originally developed to describe the stages of grief. So it's important to call out that when we experience grief or we go through change, the emotions surrounding those events are extremely similar because oftentimes we're facing some sort of loss. Could be the loss of a person or a loved one, could be the loss of stability or normalcy, or maybe a loss of familiarity. So let's talk through these stages a bit and understand some of those feelings and emotions that come with them. In the first stage, status quo, we often experience feelings of shock and denial because we're thinking a lot about how our sense of normal or our sense of stability could be disrupted. If you ever find yourself in this stage during times of change, remember to be patient with yourself and give yourself time to adjust. Try to seek out information that you feel that you need in order to help yourself gain clarity and move forward. It might also be helpful to seek support from others in this stage to help you move forward. In the second stage, disruption, the impact of the change is usually starting to sink in a bit more. So we're often met with feelings of fear and frustration. If you ever find yourself in this stage of change, Think about how you can utilize your strengths to help you move forward. So to use a personal example, a strength that I feel that I have is organization. So in times where I'm feeling frustrated or nervous about a change that's taking place or a change that's to come, I try to get organized, whether 
That's organizing my desk space or clearing up my email inbox. It might sound silly, but anything that can help me feel a bit more in control of my situation in the moment and give me a little bit more confidence to move through that period of change usually helps me feel more grounded. It also helps me feel more equipped to tackle the other things that are directly in front of me. But as we move into the third stage of change, which is exploration, we start to shift our focus away from what was lost and towards accepting the change. So in this stage, it's critical to be patient with yourself. And you'll hear me mention that a lot throughout this episode, because especially in this stage, as you begin to sort of dip your toes in the water and explore the new normal, there may be setbacks. So even the smallest steps can help you move forward. And don't be afraid to ask for what you need in this stage, whether that be more clarity or more information, additional time to explore your feelings or the changes more independently, or maybe you need more frequent check-ins with your leader or your team members to foster a greater sense of connection. Now, finally, as we move into stage four, rebuilding, we not only start accepting change, but also embracing or committing to it. So we might experience feelings of hope or even excitement about the future. But it probably goes without saying that sometimes reaching this stage is easier said than done. So again, it's important to be patient with yourself and with others who are going through a change process. Because change is exactly that. It's a process, and it is rarely a linear one. There are usually many ups and downs and twists and turns. So it goes without saying that these stages don't happen in a linear way either. Everyone moves through them at their own pace, and how we experience these stages is incredibly unique to each individual. Some people might progress smoothly from one stage to the next, while others might experience setbacks or loop back to previous stages. Others might skip over stages altogether. So it's critical that no matter how you personally react or respond to change, that you be patient with yourself and also be compassionate with others as you navigate through it. Because while you might be someone who tends to power through during times of change, your team members or if you're a manager, your employees may not respond to change in that same way. So again, we may find ourselves in times in life kind of like right now, where we feel like change is constant. And the loss of normalcy can leave us feeling really upended. So what can we do? How can we support ourselves and support each other during times of change? Well, understanding how we respond to and adapt to change is an excellent place to start. And the change curve can really help us here because paving a path forward really starts with understanding where you're at now and validating how you're feeling in this moment. So I encourage you to take a look at the article linked in the show notes at the bottom of this episode and try to identify using the change curve model and the visual pictured in the article at what point of the curve that you're at if you're experiencing a change. From there, I would encourage you to try two things. First, make some notes about how you're feeling and how you're behaving as a result of this change. And second, try to identify one positive action you can take to improve your situation and help you move along the curve. 
Even small things like stepping away from your computer to go for a quick walk outside or standing up from your desk to stretch for five to 10 minutes can help release dopamine and reduce your stress levels. Another way that we can support ourselves during times of change is to remember or rediscover our why or our purpose for doing what we do each day. Interestingly, according to McKinsey Research, 70% of employees said that their sense of purpose is defined by their work. Note that I didn't say that their purpose is defined by their job, but by their work. So take inventory of the work that you do and identify the pieces that bring you joy. Think about how your efforts make a positive difference in the lives of your team members or your customers or our industry as a whole. Remembering what gives your work meaning will provide not only perspective, but it'll also give you the energy and optimism to keep pushing forward. Now, I've thought a lot about this lately because what people often don't tell you about finding your why or finding your purpose is that it ebbs and flows and it can often change and fluctuate with the many changes and fluctuations going on in your life. So lately, I've been taking a step back to really think about my why behind the work that I do. And for those of you who I haven't met before, I work within the people team at House, uh, specifically in talent development. So my why is really centered around people and cultivating their talent. So I try to ensure that people feel supported in their journey towards personal and professional development so that they feel engaged and fulfilled at work. Your why might be the feeling of satisfaction at helping home professionals grow their small business, or maybe it's helping homeowners get access to tools that will help them turn houses into homes that hold special memories. But if you're having trouble identifying what gives your work meaning, well, first, you're not alone in that. I had to think long and hard about my why that I just shared. So it might take you some time and a couple of iterations to figure it out for yourself, but you will get there. So it might be helpful instead to start by taking inventory of your motivators because finding motivation and staying motivated at work, especially when you're not clear on your why or your purpose can be especially challenging during times of change. And it's also important to remember that motivation doesn't look the same for everyone. And it doesn't always come from external factors like money or promotions. Motivation can also be nurtured internally by identifying our own creative interests or by satisfying our curiosity. So if you're interested in learning more about the difference between extrinsic and intrinsic motivators, and you want to rediscover the things that motivate you so that you can ultimately rediscover kind of your why and your purpose in your work, check out the other article that we've linked in the show notes below this episode. But another practice that has been really helpful for me during times of significant change has been gratitude. Taking a moment each day to reflect on what I'm grateful for has really helped me to shift my perspective and bring me a sense of calm. So I invite all of you to pause for a moment and think about one thing that you're grateful for today in your personal life, outside of work. It can be something as simple as a warm cup of coffee, 
or waking up to a text message from a friend that you haven't heard from in a while. All right, hopefully you thought of something. Now let's shift the focus back to work. I want you to think about one thing that you're grateful for about your work today. It might be a supportive colleague or a challenging project that allows you to grow and develop some new skills. Or maybe it's the opportunity that you had to make a positive impact for our community of professionals and homeowners. But focusing on gratitude can help us find motivation and also stay motivated, even in the face of difficult circumstances. One way that I enjoy expressing gratitude is through the use of our Great Hauser cards. I like to try to send a couple each week to different people who've impacted me positively that week. And as we continue to navigate change, extending support to those around us is yet another way that we can experience feelings of gratitude. So if you haven't done this lately, reach out to your colleagues, reach out to your friends or your loved ones, and offer a listening ear. Sometimes all it takes is being present for someone else and giving them the space to process their own emotions and their own feelings to increase our feelings of gratitude and make us feel more empowered to move through change. So as we wrap up this episode, I'll leave you with building resilience as a final way to support yourself through change. Grit, one of our core competencies, is rooted in resilience. And during times of significant change, I found it essential to draw from grit and draw from inner strength, which ultimately starts by acknowledging that it's okay to feel like your life has been completely disrupted, because maybe it has. And I know a little something about life being completely disrupted. Five years ago, I lost someone very close to me, very unexpectedly and in a very tragic way. And it really upended my entire world. Everything felt huge and significant and all over the place, including my emotions. But that experience taught me some things like it's okay not to feel okay all the time. It's okay to feel uncertain. It's okay and normal to feel anxious. And sometimes just sitting with and experiencing those feelings is a form of having grit, being resilient, and showing strength. But that experience also taught me how to get back up and keep moving forward. When I look back and see how far I've come from that time, a time when I really questioned multiple times a day, every single day, if I would ever be okay again or if I'd ever make it through it. It feels surreal to look back on that and see how far I've come. So that experience taught me something about finding something deep within myself and using that strength to push forward. But using the change curve model also helped. So while it's normal to question what the future holds and how you'll navigate through the inevitable changes that will come your way, always, always remember, if you look back on your life, You have overcome significant change and challenges before, and you have the strength and you have the tools to face whatever comes your way. So with that, I'll wrap up this month's episode of How's We Manage. I hope you found these insights helpful in understanding the emotions that arise during times of change and how to find strength within yourself to move through it. 
And remember, change is a constant in life, but we each hold the power to adapt and grow through it. So until next time, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and remember, you've got this. I'll see you next time.